listening to the Indie Echo Podcast, a showcase of independent music and the artists that make it. I'm Jordan, producer at High Five Music. Elena Sidiro is a singer-songwriter from Montreal. Over the last year, her covers and originals have taken off on TikTok. This led to the release of her first proper singles. The latest is this one, Sunset Avenue. from uh, Montreal, Canada. But I listen to Taylor Swift, you know, as one does. Like, she's my biggest inspiration. I also listen to, you know, the Beatles, Queen. My parents, like, they would put that on all the time. So it has a big influence on me, I guess. I really love Harry Styles' music now, you know. I, I really like pop music. I kind of grew up listening, like, when I started gaining more independence. Did you take, like, lessons or anything when you are younger? No, I started vocal lesson. I've always sang. And I've always, always had that, and I've always done shows and everything. The first time I did a vocal lesson was when I was 15, and I only did a piano lesson like during my time at the music school I went to. So, yeah, for a few months. So I'm kind of self-taught in everything that I do. I've been writing. Okay, well, my parents claim that I used to come up with little melodies when I was a kid, but um, the first time I ever like wrote lyrics, and I was like, yes, this melody is, you know. A song you know I was like 11 and I wrote about a boy I had a crush on <laughs> um and then I started like seriously writing when I was like 13 I think and I I my got my first guitar and I was like yeah like self teaching myself and um started writing lyrics based on books that I would read and yeah that's basically how that started what was the first proper song you wrote you know first chorus that kind of thing I think I wrote it when I was 13 something and uh, it was called the island of misfit toys based on um rudolph yes i think so i wrote it because i felt like i didn't fit in at school and i was like you know my friends and i like we're i'm never gonna put this song out but it's like it was just about how i felt like i didn't fit in i won an award for it at school actually i showed it to my class and i won an award so that was pretty cool Still have it on a shelf somewhere? Well, yes, I, I think I do. I'm not sure, but <laughs> it could be somewhere in here. Um, you can put it next to your Grammy someday. So. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Imagine just my seventh grade award next to a Grammy. <laughs> Perfect. So what made you want to shift to actually, you know, writing music and getting it out there? Basically on TikTok, I started in like September. I was, I started doing this challenge. And it was um, like singing my favorite songs every day until more people listen. And that's like kind of what started it all. And I I couldn't figure out how I was going to make my way into the music industry because it was always my dream. I didn't want to do anything else. So I started doing that. I was like, okay, this could get attention. First day I had high hopes. I was like, yes, this is going to, this is going to make it. I got 20 likes. (laughs) Second day, 20 likes. Third day, got 90 likes. That was the most I had ever gotten at the time. And the guy who wrote the song even commented on that one. So that was really, really cool. And then the one that got a lot of attention was a cover of an unreleased song by Niall Horan called Champagne Lovers or something. And it got like 100,000 likes. That was the first time I ever got attention. And I started getting a following and I was like, I want to start putting out my music. (laughs) So my dad was like, okay, so let's do it. Like start writing more. We'll find a producer. We'll 
or you start producing, I, I try my best, but I'm not at that level. I stopped doing the challenge and then I started um, putting out my own music. That's basically how it happened. The TikTok algorithm can be, you never know what you're going to get sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> I was, I was, I remember when it went wrong, I was like, this one? Mm -hmm. This took me like five minutes to film. It was a 15 second cover, but it's a beautiful song. So I'm not like surprised, but it's also an unreleased song. So it's very confusing. So stuck on you. That is like, uh, it's very reminiscent of old school Taylor Swift. I think I wrote that when I was 15. I was in the car and I was like, I'm talking to my dad. And I was like, oh my God, wait, I have an idea. So I, I pull out my voice memos and I start recording and I couldn't finish it. Like I could not find anything to finish it with it. So it took me a while to actually come up with something. It kind of did end up sounding like old school Taylor, probably because I was listening to her old albums at the time, all the time. So yeah, that was kind of like the inspiration, I guess. I feel like I've changed a lot since I wrote that song. Yeah, so I wrote, like I said, I wrote the chorus um, before I wrote the rest of the song and I kind of forgot about it. One day I just, I sat down, I was I have the perfect idea. And then I sat down and I was like, it's 4 a.m. on a Saturday and I wrote all the lyrics and then I put a melody to it and then it was born. It was supposed to be you. want it to be like super sad I kind of wrote it. it was more like a beat so it was like it has like a beat to it right like it's on a ballad it ended up sounding really good in my opinion so I mean I'm pretty sure other people like it so I like how it turned out in the end the ballad came in the form of I should have known yes and I assume that started on piano? Surprisingly, no. I wrote that song and it was so rough and it was like, I was like screaming it when I wrote it, like screaming, you know. I wrote it on guitar while my friend was over and I wrote the, the bridge first, like congrats by the way you proved me right, you know, cause I was mad <laughs> and I wrote that. And yeah, and I wrote it on guitar and it was actually like, I think in a higher key, I'm not sure though. And um, I wanted to get it produced and I was like, okay, I think this would sound really good as a ballad. I asked my dad what he thought and he said, yeah, actually, I think that would sound really good. So then we got it produced and it was, I should have known was born. So yeah. Now I'm sitting at a crossroads, don't know which way to go. that that ballad build that I like where you know it starts on piano and then builds into drums and, and everything else I didn't want it to be just you know only piano since the song was so rough originally like it was I was gonna have it be like you know with drums and like so many like instruments but then I was like I want it to still have that a little bit but not too much and so then that brings us to your latest single Sunset Avenue yeah which is your I guess poppiest one yet yeah for sure like pop dance kind of thing yeah i like the way you kind of make each one different than the last so is that something you did intentionally yeah like first with stuck on you i i wanted it to sound like that because it was kind of a representation of who i was at the time i guess that's like the sound that i really liked when i wrote it and then i should have known also same thing and then i wrote sunset avenue like 
a few months ago and I remember I was with my dad when I came up with the idea. We were driving and I saw the sunset and I was like, Sunset, Sunset Avenue. That's a cool song title. So I go home and I go on the piano. I'm like, you know, I'm playing it and I really liked it. So I really liked the idea. I thought this could be such a fun dance song. Like take that like sad kind of story where you're still waiting for the guy who left you and turn it into like this fun thing. It's like, you know, I don't know. I really like it. Like how it turned out, how you can dance to it. You'd be surprised how many of those fun dance songs, if you actually listen to the lyrics, they're actually more sad than you think. Yeah, of course. Those are some of my favorite songs. Like uh, a lot of the electronic music I listen to, it's more or less just ballads in a dance form. So I appreciate the really good songwriting that goes into, you know, jumping up and down with your friends at the festival at the same time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, my mom, when I played it for my mom, she's like, oh, so this is a ballad. I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> this is going to be like, it's like an angry thing at the same time. Like, you're like, you left me in the rear view. Like, how could you do that? And then, um, but you're like jumping around with your friends because like, screw that guy. I left you in the rear right. view. <laughs> yeah. So what is, uh, what's next on the horizon? More singles, an EP? What you got? I put out an EP. I think that would be really cool. I'm trying to bring more attention on my TikTok to my original music instead of my covers, um, which I think is gonna go well. I think I've I've spoken to a bunch of my my fans, I guess I could call them that. They they've said I I love your songs. I love them so much. Make more, and I'm I want to, but I also want to bring more attention to it at the same time. So. I'm very happy with the outcome so far because I am a small artist, but I want to play shows all over the world <laughs> as one does. So have you played live at all? I have. I've sang live, but I've never played my own songs live. That's always a, an interesting idea to me where it's your personal songs, playing them in front of people. And maybe some of the people you're talking about in the songs are in the audience. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. I remember somebody texting me like, oh, who'd you write this about? I was like, no one. It was from my head. I came up with it. That was just an imaginary scenario. <laughs> was it about this guy? No, not him. Not, nope. not at all. No, nope. I don't know what nope. you're talking about. <laughs> well, you do TikTok lives. Yeah. So that's kind of a... That, that's like my alternative um, to an actual show. Because I would, I would go out, let's say, to like a cafe and perform. But it's my city just came out of lockdown. So it's hard to find a place that's actually doing that. It's gonna be interesting when like the whole world is open up again and all the tours that were canceled are all trying to rebook at the exact same time. Yeah. Oh my. So it's gonna be crazy. Like I have tickets to Harry Styles. I think it's called Love on Tour. I'm I was so excited to go and then it got canceled and then he rescheduled it. I'm like, okay, when are how is this gonna work? <laughs> you know, because also there's so many other concerts that are happening and I don't know. Was there another TikTok of yours that kind of unexpectedly blew up out of nowhere? The most recent one that blew up was a challenge of like, it was one breath, like you take in like one breath and then you sing. It was Levitating by Dua Lipa. And it got like 10,000 likes in like a few hours. I was like, huh? I, I posted that for fun. I did not expect this. <laughs> it's another one of those, yeah. Yeah, but it was really cool though. I mean, it's a great song. So it's like, okay, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Was there a most difficult part of putting your first singles together? The the most difficult part I have to say is like finding my sound. Cause I am 18. I've never done this before. I've never, I don't know what I'm doing most of the time, but um, I'm figuring it out and I'm starting to like 
given more of my input in what I think, what I what I want, not what I think I want. I know what I want now. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the most difficult part. And putting them out there, it's like, you know, you're doing it by yourself. It's a little bit stressful, but you just have to have faith and do what makes you happy, right? So as corny as that sounds. <laughs> Are there any like local artists to the Montreal scene or something that you look up to? There's this one band, I think they're called Group Project, which is a really cool name for a band. Like that's such a cool name. I'm pretty sure they're from Montreal because um, one of my friends from school, we were sitting next to each other in class, he goes, listen to this song. And I thought he was gonna play me a rap song. So I was like, oh my God, like, like I love rap, but like, it's just like, I thought it was gonna be, you know, like I, I'm not really that into it. And so he puts it on, it's this like beautiful, like ballad type of song, it's called Priest. And I was like, this is so good. This, like, this is amazing. And I started listening to it all the time. I might be like half of their streams, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I listen to that song so much, it's so good. There's also like, I don't know if you know Patrick Watson. Do you know the song, um, To Build a Home? That sounds familiar, yes. It's like, um, and I, I built a home for you, uh, uh, for me. It's his song. Well, with the cinematic. Cinematic orchestra. Yeah, yeah. I know them. Yeah, that's, that's, um, he sings on that song. Okay. Um, I've, he's amazing. You know, he writes amazing music. I've worked with him before. We've, I've done like a demo for him. Met him when I think I was like 13 and I was in a show and goes, I, I need to talk to you. I was like, Okay. <laughs> um, that was like terrifying for me, but it ended up being really good. So he's amazing too. He has great songs. Cool. You said you're still finding your sound. Is there something you want to explore sound-wise that you haven't yet? If I were to explore anything, kind of a more alternative type of sound. Like Billie Eilish is really good too. I love her music. I wouldn't say that exactly, but something like that. I also love rock. So I don't know, maybe someday. I'll do something like that, but... And I think, uh, like, Olivia Rodrigo does that kind of, like, bridging the pop-rock divide pretty well as well. Yeah, um, like, I wasn't expecting it. I thought she was gonna have a more, like, pop-alternative type of vibe to her music, but it ended up being, like, more, like, pop-rock, like, punk-rock, kind of, like... I haven't really, like, I've listened to the album, like, once, and I was very surprised, but it was really good. As a producer, I like that producer-singer-songwriter relationship, the one she has with, with Dan. It's like him and Phineas and who's Taylor's guy? Blanking on his name. Jack Antonoff. Yes. Uh, I, I like the way they kind of, you know, just make magic together. This is really cool. Yeah, it's so cool. Like, I would love to have that relationship with a producer. I think it would be, like, really cool. I mean, I, I, my producer is really great. Like, I. He, he lives in Greece. His name is Kostas Lainas, and um, he's great. It's just, you know, I've never met him. So it's like we've talked on the phone, and but I would also love to have that relationship with a producer that's like throwing ideas back and forth, right? You know, mm -hmm. I want people to take whatever they feel when they hear the song. That's what I want them to take from it. That's it. Like, I don't want them to think of my experience with what happened to me, let's say. If they can relate, then that's amazing. You know, I'm glad I get to be there for this person. If they can't, then that's fine too. If you like the song, just listen to it, right? Um, but I want them to take away whatever they feel from it. 
Links to Elena's music and everything else can be found in the show notes. The video version of the show is available on YouTube. Indie Echo is a product of High Five Music, a digital production studio that brings your bedroom demos to life. If you want your music produced or remixed, visit the link on my Instagram, at High Five Music. And you can follow the show at Indie Echo Podcast. Thank you for listening. Cause I'm still stuck on